0: I'd love to chat with you. My team and I would love to help you talk to you about your specific questions regarding retirement and saving and investing from a biblical point of view. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Well, today we're going to be talking about the subject of retiring with confidence, and we're going to come at that from a variety of different approaches. In this first segment, we're going to be talking about the biblical principle that we find in Luke 6.38 that gives us great confidence when we give. As a matter of fact, it reminds us that if we give, God is going to come alongside and he's going to become an ally in our own financial well-being. Here it is in Luke 6:38. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will it be put into your lap. For with the measure you use it will be measured back to you. So this is really interesting. There are a number of key principles here that give us real encouragement to be givers. Now look, no matter where you are in your personal beliefs, Almost every society, almost every world religion, almost every part of that uh, part of our culture which is good and right and honorable emphasizes giving, especially giving for those who have less in the way of material blessing. But notice the first principle we find here in this passage, and it is direct from the mouth of our Lord. He says, Give. You know, I would say, principle. Number one in this verse is to make giving a part of your life. Don't make it just something irregular, make it something that happens to occur when the feeling hits you, but rather look for opportunities to give. You know, most of us agree that the Bible, although it does not necessarily teach a tithe in the New Testament, it really carries forward a stronger principle than in the old where it's stated explicitly. In the New Testament, we're exhorted to be hilarious givers, to give generously, to give out of our abundance. I kind of view the principle of the tithe as an Old Testament sort of preschool, kindergarten standard. And now that we're expected to live in the light of God's presence, in joy, with His divine enablement, His Spirit living in us, we should really rise to another level. So make giving a regular part of your life. Number two, although giving is a step of obedience and good stewardship, right, of the resources that God's entrusted to you, it also comes with great blessings for you personally. And I can lump these together into about four different ways that giving to others or giving to needs is going to be a blessing to you. Number one, the passage says, if you give, it will be given to you. So we know that the Lord is the one saying it and although it's passive, it doesn't say who is doing the giving, we know that ultimately, no matter whether that comes from somebody we know or if it comes anonymously, it really is from the Lord. James tells us every good gift, every perfect gift, comes down from above. So number one, you're going to receive back from the Lord. Number two, it's going to come in good measure. It says it's good measure, and it's going to come in a way that is really— more than proportionate to what you have given. You know, sometimes we view giving as letting go of something that we might have used for ourselves, right? There's a little bit of a part of us where we kind of know, well, if I kept this, I could use it for another need that I personally have, right? But yet there's the need right in front of us, and we know God is telling us to meet it. Well, don't fear, right? It's going to be given to you. Now, we don't give merely to get back from God right? There's a stewardship principle. There's an obedience principle. There's compassion and love for others. But know that you are going to receive back from the Lord. It may not be dollar for dollar. It may not be even financial. It may be another kind of blessing, a spiritual blessing. And then the passage tells us that it's going to amaze you the degree to which the Lord gives back to you. Listen to these expressions again. Not only will it come in good measure, but it's going to be pressed down, shaken together, and running over, okay? So it's going to be compacted down so that God can just squeeze as much blessing into your life as he possibly can. He's going to shake that so that he can get the maximum amount of blessing to you, and it's going to just flow over. It's going to overwhelm you. I had this recently happen to me. Um, A a sweet friend of ours was in a a financial need, and I just—God spoke to me, and I wrote a check, and it was a bad— time for us. It was a time when, you know, we were in in a spot when just economically it would have been a lot better to just keep that money and use it for our own needs. But what a relief as I just listened to what God had to say, and I wrote that check, and I said goodbye to those funds. I I knew that God would bless us, but what I didn't know is that within a week— And this doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes the blessings are less visible, less material, more spiritual in nature, and those are the greater blessings. But just to remind us sometimes of God's amazing power, his own generosity, and his love for those that he can use as instruments to be a blessing to others, God gave us back more than four times in unexpected money that came our way. Totally unexpected, completely unexpected. And although we didn't see it coming, We knew God would take care of us. We had peace in that. We had joy. It was a blessing. But what an amazing thing that God did. And it will amaze you what degree God will use to give to you. And then he also says this, he kind of summarizes it, for with the same measure you use, it will be measured back to you. So I think that's not just the size because it it looks to me in the verses like we're generally going to see a lot more come back than we give. But I think it's just talking about, not only the size, but the, uh, the measure of generosity, the spirit of it, the compassion of it, is going to come back to you through others and through the direct hand of God himself. And so here's the stewardship principle today, is learn the blessing of giving. That's the financial principle. If you want to be successful financially, if you want to have a happy, enjoyable, financially prosperous, what we call a financially independent retirement, then what you're going to want to do is learn how to give it away, (laughs) and you are not going to be disappointed. Let me tell you what financial independence means, though. For those who are striving for that, it means that we want you to be financially independent so you can do amazing things for God through you with these bountiful resources that he keeps putting back into your hands and at your disposal. And what we do is we're just meeting with folks all the time just like you, And maybe there's a sense of fear, you know, what's what's the world going to be like? What about these things going on outside of my control in politics and international wars and uh, in our financial markets and inflation and on and on and on? And although that may be a concern to you, what we're going to do is we're going to come alongside you and help alleviate that concern by building a plan for you to achieve financial independence so you can enjoy that retirement without worry. And we're going to do that based on principles like the one we discussed today right out of the Bible. I'd love to talk to you more about this. I'd love to have the opportunity to to hear about what's important to you, what concerns you, and come alongside in a simple phone call and figure out maybe how we can help you. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hi, this is Colin Richards, president and founder of Lord and Richards, and I'm delighted to be talking to you today on the subject of retiring with confidence. And in this segment, we're actually going to take a turn and talk a little bit about a recent study that came out by one of the largest asset managers in the world. It's called BlackRock. Maybe you've heard of the big banks like Goldman Sachs. Well, BlackRock is five times the size of Goldman Sachs. BlackRock manages over 10 trillion in assets. And so it's really powerful when they come out with a study on retirement because they're interacting with people at a level that's almost unimaginably large. And so as we're continuing to talk about retiring with confidence, first of all, understanding the biblical principle of giving so that we can experience God's blessing during our retirement years, but then now talking about the case for investing in a little bit different way investing in a little bit different way so that you don't run out of money before you run out of life. Wouldn't it be a shame if, you know, God used you to give, but then you ended up being the one in need because of bad outcomes in your financial portfolio. Six in 10 Americans right now say that they need to catch up on their retirement savings. Maybe it was just because they were slow getting to the game. Maybe they haven't contributed enough, or maybe they've experienced some negatives in the past that have hurt them. Uh, For many people, COVID-19, the pandemic created a tremendous challenge as people uh, were out of work and unable to save. But among those within that group who have access to retirement accounts, what we're finding is that the savings levels are really just inadequate. And when they're tested out, they're not supporting retirement spending. You know that as part of our financial independence preparation for you, we call it a review, We help you map out and figure out, hey, am I ready for retirement? And we actually simulate out into the future as well as look back in the past to determine where your risks are, what the potential is that you'll be able to retire without fear, with total confidence. See, the problem is if we experience some negatives in our portfolio or if we're not growing very much, it becomes a real uncertain game as to whether you're gonna make it all the way through retirement without worry, without running out of money. Half of households, this is a staggering statistic, half of households are not going to have enough income to maintain their standard of living in retirement. There has been a, a series of problems on both sides of the classic bond stock portfolio. Number one, bonds have had low yields for an incredibly long period of time, and that is projected to continue. So when you're looking at the fixed income or the safe part of your portfolio going into or in retirement, that's really critical piece because we've known for a long time, financial planners of any depth know that as we get closer to retirement and particularly get into retirement, we really need to start de-risking your portfolio, putting less risk in rather than more. You say, well, don't I need growth? Absolutely. So that presents a challenge when the part of your portfolio that's supposed to be safe is not growing. On the other hand, if we decide we're gonna put most of our money in equities or a substantial portion, BlackRock is telling us they expect an average of 5% returns in big companies, large cap stocks, over the next decade. You know, people have gotten used to a lot more and that presents a challenge. There is a critical period. We call it the red zone in retirement in the 10 years that start just before and continue into your retirement. So five years on one side of retirement, five years on the other. During this period, a high percentage of negative returns, in other words, too many losses, can permanently impact and decrease the likelihood of your success. We call it sequence of returns risk. Think of the market returning 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, over a 10-year period. Well, that'd be a 5% average return. Or how about 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10? Well, that'd be a 5% average return. But did you know that the number you wind up with, if those are your returns, is different? The one where you start with the high returns and move lower is better than the one where you start with the low returns and move higher. Really interesting. So average returns are not a great way to test your portfolio. I see this, unfortunately, all the time. Advisors run a little one-pager and they say, oh, based on this, if we can get a 5% return, you're fine. Oh, well, we're going to get more than that, so we're good to go. Wow, folks, nothing could be further from the truth. Those little reports aren't worth the paper they're written on. What you've got to do is have someone come alongside of you who will test your probability of success in retirement and use real intelligent software, okay, who will truly map out what would happen if you got sick, what happens if you retire on the day that you're planning, but you know, maybe someone um, passes away, right, and you lose part of the income in the household. All kinds of variables. When do you take Social Security? What happens to tax rates? All these different key areas of planning are vital. And so BlackRock is just telling us what we already know. But they're also reminding us, hey, if those returns don't go well in your retirement at the beginning and you're withdrawing at the same time, it just compounds the negatives, right? If you take out 10% and the market takes out 10%, wow, that's compounding. But it's the wrong way. So here were the key findings. Number one, they suggest looking for alternatives particularly on the safety side of your portfolio, the fixed income side. The old rule of 100 says, you know, as you're approaching retirement, probably take your age, put the percent symbol on it, and that's how much should be in the safe stuff. So bonds, more conservative bonds. Boy, advisors have been running from that because they can't get those returns, right? But if we go back to that rule and we find a bond substitute that has the power to deliver returns, but also maintain safety in your portfolio, At Lord & Richards, we use a number of devices that do this. In BlackRock, they point to a fixed type annuity. So, annuities that are fixed don't go down, even in bad markets, and they have the opportunity to link to a market index and get some of the up, none of the down, some of the up, none of the down. So, it's a pretty cool tool, right? And depending on the type of product, you can get them with no fees. I know some of you have heard maybe bad things about annuities, but those are generalizations usually put forward by people that don't offer the right kinds of products and tools for retirees. And so certain types of annuities can be low in cost, high in safety, and provide good solid growth during periods of market um, upswing, but that especially important floor under your feet during the downswings. Uh, Number two, this type of, uh, of an approach offers a greater upside in the median scenario. When when BlackRock ran returns and they had stocks and they had bonds and then they inserted what we call principal protected market-linked investing, right, safe but with the opportunity to grow, it increased returns on average for most portfolios. It also reduced those bad outcomes by inserting something that's rock-solid safe and putting that in place of some of the more volatile assets, you can decrease the likelihood that you're gonna have those negative, bad returns at the beginning of your retirement. And then finally, some of these offer a special kind of index called a volatility control index, and it really helps provide more certainty about the future. Those volatility indexes reduce these wild disparaging income, Um, outcomes, (laughs) pardon me, not income, outcomes. So they help reduce this variance between oh it works out great and oh that works out terrible all in the same test. So I wanna encourage you to talk to us about what it might mean for you to be able to insert into your portfolio using a process we call institutional risk management, safety nets. Pieces that can come in and substitute for things that are either historically not performing well or things that are historically maybe too volatile, and provide a greater degree of certainty, a higher degree of safety, and of course, a lower degree of fear. It all starts with a conversation, and I'd love to chat with you about it today. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hi there, this is Colin Richards, president and founder of Lord and Richards, and I'm really privileged to lead an amazing team of advisors who are helping people just like you every single day to either get retired or stay retired with confidence. And that is the subject of our show today. We're talking about, first, the biblical principles that surround uh, a confident retirement, starting with being a giver. Secondly, we explored in a previous segment a recent study by BlackRock that really encouraged us to find substitutes for bonds that are underperforming, and also maybe some substitutes for equities that are really volatile, so that you can retire with a far greater degree of certainty. And in this segment, we're gonna take another step forward in our understanding of how to retire with confidence and talk about your behavior as an investor. You say, well, Colin, that's kind of personal. But you know, one of the greatest determiners of success or failure in financial planning, in retiring with confidence, is how you behave and act. Uh, We can get some lessons from our most recent major financial breakdown here in America that occurred during 2008. At the time, it was the worst recession in 80 years. But here was the funny thing. After it was over, no one could really tell you what happened or why, let alone, could they tell you what needed to be done to avoid that in the future, which is really sad. You would think with all the intelligent minds that we have here in America that we could have had a convincing explanation. But every explanation had an equally convincing rebuttal. And so it was really hard. And what we learn is that finance is less guided by laws like engineering and more by behaviors. And you know I recommend to you the book, I think the best book on this subject, Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel, H-O-U-S-E-L. And it's chock full of just great stories that help illustrate the principles. What he tells us is that understanding investor behavior and the difference between the successful and those who fail is best understood through the lenses of history and psychology and less through the lens of finance. For example, why do people bury themselves in debt? Well, to find out that, you've gotta study the history of greed, insecurity, optimism, right? People are just eternally optimistic when sometimes they need to be realistic. Or here's another one. Why do investors always seem to sell out en masse at the bottom of a bear market? We call that capitulation, and traders look for that as a sign that we've hit the bottom, because when the general public finally capitulates, they've held, they've held, they've held, and now we're, we're, we're just so far down that they can't take it, and they capitulate, that's generally when things start looking up. You're gonna find that out not by studying the math, but by studying how someone thinks when they're worried that their investments are imperiling their future, right? It's fear, it's fear of loss. Voltaire said this, history never repeats itself, but man always does. You know, we all think we know how the world works, but each one of us has only experienced a small sliver of it. Michael Bartnick said this, some lessons have to be experienced before they can be understood. I think that's wise advice. Some lessons have to be experienced before they can be understood, right? Maybe you have to touch the burner on the stove to really understand it. So economists have found this, if we want to summarize. People's lifetime investment decisions are heavily anchored to the experiences you've had in your own generation, particularly early in adulthood. What we recommend at Lord & Richards is benefit from the experience of thousands of others who have passed through our doors, who've shared their experiences, and let us take that experience, knowledge, wisdom, insight, and bring it alongside of you to help mitigate the negative effects when markets go awry, during periods of uncertainty and volatility. You know, there was an interesting study I referenced um, previously by J.P. Morgan. And in that study, they talked about what the long-term returns were of the S&P 500, and for this particular period that they studied, they were a little over nine and a half percent. They told us that if, due to behavior, an investor missed out on the best 10 days, their return was only 5.33%. 10 days out of 20 years. Or maybe they missed the 20 best days. Their return was 2.63%. Or maybe they missed the 30 best days. One month out of 20 years, 20 years of months, only 0.43%, basically no return. They would have been better to be in cash the whole time than just to miss the 30 best days. What this tells us is that it is vital as an investor that you have help, coaching, encouragement, and somebody who understands how to help plan for the long term. Recently, I found that even long-term clients of ours have needed a little bit of hand-holding to remind them, hey, during these periods of market volatility, we've already helped you design a portfolio that keeps you within the boundaries that you've set for us. We've already looked at what you're comfortable with, and we're gonna make sure you stay within that range. And then in terms of growth, understanding the patience needed. A lot of times you have a run of a few small returns, and then suddenly a big pop, and missing out because you chase returns or move from here to there could literally spell the difference between success and failure. Well, that's what we're doing every single day. We're helping you build a plan for financial independence. We call it a financial independence review. And as we get together and visit, I would love to chat with you, learn more about your goals, help map out a study of how well prepared you are, and then bring solutions to you in the form of a written risk management plan, a written health care plan, tax plan, income plan, estate plan. We can do all of this and more for you. We'd love to help. We'd love to come alongside of you. We're helping people every single day who want to benefit. From the wisdom, knowledge, and expertise, this is what it means to retire with confidence, and I'd love to help you do it today. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint, or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Investment advisory service is offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.